good day, MBDM family. We are so grateful that you chose to worship with us on today. Before we get into the word on today, we want to let everyone know some of the amazing things that's happening here at New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries. We want to remind everyone that we are currently holding services in person on Sundays at our physical location at 530 Northeast 46th Avenue in Des Moines, Iowa, 50313. We are also broadcasting the services live through our YouTube channel, and we also provide replays through our social media outlets, including YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and the like. Our adult Bible studies are held on Thursday nights starting at 7 p.m. The Bible studies are held in person as well as virtual. The link to be able to join us virtually is on the screen at this time. We also ask you to join us on our band group. The link is provided as well. Our band group is the location we have where we place the replay videos of our Bible studies as well as any documents or images or videos that is shared throughout the Bible study so that everyone has an opportunity to access those items and watch them as they study and meditate upon the word of God throughout the week. Children's Church is offering services on Wednesday as well as on Sundays. Now, on Wednesday is when we actually hold our classes from 6.30 to 7.30 using Zoom. The link can be found in our announcements, which if you are not receiving, please contact us at mbdmnews at gmail.com to be added to our announcement list. The breakdowns from kindergarten to second graders are in one class, third to fifth graders in another class, and then sixth grade all the way up to our high school seniors are in their own class. During Sundays, we are offering a children's church where all the classes are coming together as one. Now, we primarily focus on kindergartners through fifth graders, but we allow for our sixth graders and up to be helpers within the class. This is held during the sermon on Sundays. In stay, your next session will start on Thursday, February 24th from 7 to 8 p.m. There are two separate registration links that can be found in our announcements. One is for newcomers and another one for our returning students. If you have any questions, contact Elder Rhonda Allen or Sister Angela Lewis for more information. The Bond of Unity Food Pantry will be closed this Thursday, February the 17th. We will be open again on Thursday, February the 24th. Um, between 2 to 5 to be able to serve. So once again, the food pantry is closed this Thursday, February the 17th, but we open the following week. For those that are looking to join the Apostolic Leadership and Mentoring Program, um, please sign up as soon as possible. They meet monthly, and the registration link is provided at the bottom of the screen. Mom Strong Table Talk will be returning on Saturday, February 26th from 9 a.m. to 10.30 at Freedom Blend Coffee. For more information, please contact our very own sister, Carmen Long, to receive that information. Black Women's Health and Wellness broadcast will be next up on Tuesday, March the 1st. Please join Apostle Stephanie Moody and guests as they continue to talk about the issues that are impacting the health and wellness of African-American women, not just within the state of Iowa, but within our nation. 
Ask a Pastor will return on Friday, March the 4th. It will be held from 6 p.m. to 7.30. This is a time set aside to be able to discuss and have conversations about those questions regarding day-to-day life as a follower of Christ. So we definitely open up to any and all to attend. Um, we come together, we talk, we fellowship, but we also want to make sure the space just to truly look for how do we apply the information that is taught on Thursdays and on Sundays and as we read in the Word of God. We want to continue to promote the Count the Kicks app. This free app is set aside for women who are with child or with children to be able to be stronger advocates for their children. So please allow for those who are with child to download this free app so they can have important information as they attend their appointments and be continue to also monitor the progress of their child when they're at home as well. Our very own Apostle Stephanie Moody will be a guest speaker at the Open Bible Church Women's Conference with the theme being Sisterhood. Um, please go ahead and sign up and register if that is your um, decision. If you want to do so, we want to make sure that you have an opportunity to get a room. Um, those dates and the time for the room is going to be coming up close to closing. So please, please, please do not miss this opportunity to support our very own Apostle Moody, as well as be able to um, fellowship with other women of God. As always, we want to make sure that you, that you have an opportunity to present any prayer requests that you have. Also, continue to uplift those that are on a sick and shut-in list to support them. And also lift up those that are currently in Tijuana with Spirit Midwest. And we do not want to lose the opportunity to celebrate the anniversaries and birthdays within the month of February. So we say happy birthday to our February children and babies, as well as happy anniversary to anyone who's celebrating it in the month of February. And last but certainly not least, we want to give everyone an opportunity to give. Here at New Begin Subscription Ministries, you are able to give by way of PayPal using the information that is on the screen. So once again, we are so thankful and we cherish the opportunity to worship with you. We are so grateful and thankful unto God that you chose to worship with us on today. Now go ahead and get your notepad and your writing utensil. Go ahead and create that atmosphere in your home to be able to hear the word of the Lord. And we're going to go ahead and get started. Here we go. Today, um, I will not be before you long. Um, I want to talk about um, love and commitment. That is what um, the word that the Lord gave me. So I'm going to pray us in first. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We lift you on high, God. You are beautiful. You are holy. God, we thank you. We can't thank you enough, God. As Pastor Kamika said, we're here today. We're breathing, God. We have our eyesight. We have the use of our limbs, oh God. We're able to speak, and that is all because of you, because there's somebody that did not make it today. So, God, we bless your name. We lift you on high. 
high God there is nobody like you you are worthy of our praise God we give you all the glory all the honor that you deserve God we thank you God I ask you to come on in father God come on into this willing vessel father father I avail myself unto you fill me up father Holy Spirit have your way father God have your way in me father I thank you Lord I praise you for what you are going to do father father for the seeds that shall be planted I thank you father in Jesus name amen amen so I want to start off with the definitions of commitment um, commitment uh, the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, similar words are dedication, devotion, allegiance, loyalty, faithfulness, fidelity, bond, and adherence, and attentiveness. And also, uh, there was two, and this is from Webster's, um, an engagement or an obligation that restricts freedom of action. Responsibilities, obligations, duties, ties, charge, and liability and burdens are similar words. So with today being Valentine's weekend, I wanted to speak today about love and commitment. We had so many people that rushed out, bought candy, bears, flowers, jewelry, restaurants, you needed a reservation, Otherwise, you wasn't getting in. Uh, I know my husband took me out last night, and we did have reservations, but people were looking at us really funny because we had reservations, and the line was really long. So, so, and we do all this to show love, right? This is what all this is done for. But I want us to remember the author of love, and that is our Lord and Savior, the King that sits on the throne, that showed us the greatest love of all. You know, he showed us that love to all mankind by sacrificing his only begotten son for us to save us. There is no greater love, and it's for free. It don't cost nothing. The love he got for us is free, you know? And ain't very many things free nowadays. <laughs> there is not much that's free. But the love that God has for us is absolutely free. He welcomes us into his love, into his arms at no charge. Um, I don't know if um, many of you know, but recently um, I went to a doctor's appointment and they ran some tests and the, res the results showed that I had another heart attack. So I kept you know, I kept saying, well, I don't know when that happened. And my son said, I do. And he kind of reminded me on a day that, you know, my chest was hurting. But I pushed through. I didn't stay at home. They were all fussing at me because I went out and I drove. And I did what I wasn't supposed to be doing. But anyway, um, I, God is so good to me that I didn't even remember. I, I didn't even think about, you know, when that actually happened to me. Now, mind you, this happens, and two weeks later, I fall. I'm walking from my car 
at my job, I, it had re, the ice had refrozen. And our parking lot is pretty clear. We have a guy that takes care of it. And so I'm not thinking, I'm chop, chopping along. And pow, I'm down. Well, now I'm, I'm like, uh-oh. Well, thank goodness there was some movers. They were moving one of our managers some new furniture in. So I'm like, hey, help, help. You know, he comes, try to run to help me. Well, he slides his own self, but he don't fall now. So they finally get me up. I'm crying. My pride is hurt. I'm mad because uh, there was already some issues with this knee. So now I am, but I guess my adrenaline, I don't know. But I got in my car. They were like, are you sure you don't want to get an ambulance? I said, no, I'm going home. You know, so I get in my car. Well, as I get in my car, I could feel like, uh-oh, there was some throbbing and the ankle was throbbing. And I'm like, oh, maybe you should have, you know, uh, gotten that ambulance. But I didn't. So I, I pray my way home. I get there, I call my husband, I said, I, and I normally don't wake him up. You know, he works nights. And so I don't wake him up, but I'm crying. I'm like, come on, you got to come with me. I, we got to go to urgent care. So I, we go to urgent care, and they, your ankles rolled, your knee is this and that. They're so swollen, we can't even see to see if there's any damage and so on and so forth, right? So, I'm, you know, all this happening like this, it's kind of got me like, what's going on? Why is all this stuff coming at me? So um, I'm like, hmm. So I say, Lord, what's going on? Um, you know, I could have got depressed about it because I was, you know, I don't like to have to be still because um, I can't go nowhere. I can't move. I got crutches. I got a brace. I got a wrap on my foot. All this and plus, I got to worry about uh, my heart. Now, I don't know if many of you know that my father and my brother both died from heart issues. So that's in the back of my mind, right? And then my father, um, on top of that, in the end, he really couldn't walk. He tried but he'd fall all the time. So I'm thinking, oh, my legs ain't gonna work. This is the stuff that the enemy is wanting me to think. But I said, wait a minute. I serve a God who loves me. He loved me. I don't care. Satan, I rebuke you. You will not be in my mind. I will wait on the Lord. I will wait on him. If he wants me on this couch, I will praise him through it. I will worship him through it. But what I, you won't do is you will not play in my mind and make me believe that I'm not going to walk, that I ain't going to be able to um, do the things that God has called me to do. You know, no, no. Get thee behind me. I will live. I will not die. My heart will work. I don't care what you're saying. I don't have what he's trying to make me believe I have. My heart is fine in Jesus' name. This is what I had to tell myself. And I asked God, he said, I need you to sit down. I want you to step down. That's it. It's not because you did anything. It's not because I don't love you. It's because I need you to sit down. 
You are running, 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 ripping and running, running the family here, doing this, doing that. I don't get a break because I need you to sit down and spend some time with me, read my word, and worship me. I said, okay, God, I will wait. Sometimes it's hard to wait on God, but I, I will wait. But, y'all, they I'm not supposed to be walking today. But my knee is walking, I'm moving, I might can't stand for a long period of time, but I'm here. I am here. I am working. No, he will not set me down. But that had to be my mindset, that devil, you won't make me believe that it's all over. I went to the doctor. I took their little stress test. It was hard. I, but, and I had to take two of them. That's how Satan was trying to play the game. The first one, they said... Your lines are supposed to be like this. Well, mine were like this. But I think that was me. Me. That was me. So they said, we're going to do another one. And this time we're going to inject this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And so I said, mm, okay, I'm going to do it. Because at first I was like, I don't want to do it. I ain't going to do it no more. And, you know, my family was like, no, you're going to do it. So I did it. I got a call the same day. No damage. Heart is working. Heart is strong. Huh. I, you can't tell me about the love that God has for me. For me, I don't know. I don't know. But he loves me. I know he loves me. He could have said, they could have said, oh, with this damage, because they were talking about EKG and damage and blah, blah, blah. And I said, nope, you don't know my God. You don't know my God. My daddy loves me. He loves me, and I am fine, heartbeat working well, in Jesus' name. So, uh-uh, uh-uh. But that's the warrior in me, that warrior that God placed in me, that he placed in all of us. There is a warrior inside, and sometimes you have to stand up and fight, fight against the words that they're speaking over your life because doctors speak all this stuff, and they say all this stuff is wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But I had to fight. And I had to beat the battle in my mind. Because Satan wanted to pull me down in my mind to make me believe, oh, everything's over. No, I'm not that old. I'm only 57, and we're not going to start that. So my kids don't understand because they're like, well, Mom, they said you need to go. I said, I'm not doing nothing else. I'm not going no more appointments. I got the test results. We're done. I'm not taking no more medicines. I, I, I'm done. They don't understand that the relationship that I have with God, that I don't need all that. I need God. That's who we need. He loved me so much. Oh, this, is, this is real truth. I'm riding to work in the morning. No, mind you, before that, my husband we were praying, I was praying for him to get a new job because he just, every day, I don't like it. <laughs> you guys, he got a job at A&E, right? He is now a worker at A&E, which is very hard for African Americans to get into. But God, turn around. I'm driving to work. I say to God, look, we need an increase, God. We need a financial increase. I said this in the morning. Apostle will tell you. I said this in the morning. By afternoon, on my job, 
I get an email that says, we are happy to give you a 9% increase on your job. Thank you for your service. Don't tell me about the love of God. I can just shout because how much he loves us. Love, the real love. That's real love. I tell you in the morning and I bump into it in the afternoon. That's real love. Real love. Real love. Ain't nothing that a candy or a jewelry or a bear can make me feel that kind of love. That kind of love. That's real love. So I just want y'all to oh, understand how much God Loves us. And if he do it for me, he'll do it for you. It's all about that relationship with him. 9%. I could see if they said 2, 3. They said 9%. I said, well, whoa. Did you just drop it on me? <laughs> you know? But that's God. So I want to talk about a love story, of course. With it being Valentine's Day, a love story in the Bible. The Bible is filled with many love stories, but this is my favorite one. And it is Ruth. Um, because this is my favorite because it's a love story. And it also shows commitment. Being committed. Um, you know, in life, you can find yourself committed to so many other things. Um, and I think that's why God set me down um, was because I was so committed to being the chauffeur, the cook, the everything that my family needs. And the things of God was kind of going to the wayside. He said, oh, no, hold up. Sit down. And you will not get up. And they will wait on you. It was kind of nice. You know, you know, my husband's waiting on me, my kids is waiting on me. Everybody's taking turns. They got this little system worked out where they're all waiting on me, which was nice. You know, and, and it, it gave me time to rethink some stuff and get myself committed back to God. Sometimes we have to recommit ourselves. Even as Christians, we still have to recommit ourselves sometimes. So I'll be reading from Ruth, um, starting at 1. Um, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Emelik. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephorites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now, Emelik, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married the Moabite women, one named Oprah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Kilion died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Now, when we look at this, Naomi had lost everything. So when you lose everything, she lost her husband and her kids. Okay, she, she lost everything. So you can, I think in my Holy Ghost imagination, she's probably a little depressed after that. 
and felt that she was at the end of a rope. She had none left. She had nobody left. Um, you know, all she had was her sons had married foreigners, so she felt like probably in her mind, I probably would have felt like, well, they ain't going to have my back, you know? And so she felt like she was left all alone, which probably caused all kinds of thoughts to go through your mind because if you can imagine, everybody gone in, in a swipe, your husband, your kids, and the only thing left is you. So that's going to really cause um, a lot of thoughts in your mind. She probably also believed that God left her as well, uh, that she no longer had God's love. Um, I know for me, that's been the case um, in many times. I, I believe that God had left me and loved me no more, and, and mm, why should I even go through what I'm going through? You know, because um, grief can cause you to feel that way. Um, yeah, grief causes a, a heaviness, um, even if it ain't your whole family, even if it's just one family member. Um, it can cause you to feel like, well, God, where are you, and why did you take them and question God? And we're not to question God because they belong to God. But in your mind, you're going to question, why did you do this? I, I wasn't ready for them to go, you know, that me thing, you know. So... Um, she probably was going through a lot in her mind, just not, under, not understanding that it's his will and not hers. God's will and not ours, you know, and that his will is full of love, you know. Um, in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 5, it, it, it gives us the definition of love. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast and is not proud. It does not dishonor and it is not self-seeking. That one right there gets me because, you know, you want your way. I don't know about nobody else, but I be wanting my way, you know, and that's not what it is. I'm not supposed to be self-seeking. Oh, honey, I need this big diamond because it's Valentine's. Oh, honey, don't buy me a bear. I told my husband, don't buy me a bear. Don't come in the house with no bear. I don't want it. But that is not right. That is self-seeking. You know, that's not right. Um, it says that it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. That is the Bible's definition of love. And then also in the Songs of Solomon, Eight and seven, it says, many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot wash it away. So in looking at that, to me, love is a beautiful thing. And it's kind of hard, um, you know, keeping to the definition of love. You know, not keeping records of wrongs. You remember when so-and-so did that to me back in 1958? You know what you did. You know, you know, we do that sometimes, especially in relationships. I don't know about y'all, but, oh, I remember back in so-and-so, and, -so and you, you turned your head and looked at so-and-so. Don't think I forgot. We do that as women. I don't know about y'all, but I do if I get mad. <laughs> you know? But it says right here that, no. We're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to keep a record of the wrongs. You know, live in the, in the now. And it says, many waters cannot quench love. That, 
that thirst, that thirst, that thing for God. You have ever just been really thirsty for a, for a cold glass of water? You know, that's the type of thirst that we should have for God. We, that's the type of thirst that we should have towards him. So I'm going to go back to the scriptures. Um, I'm starting, I'm at verse 6. Um, when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to aid to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughter-in-law prepared to return from there. With her two daughters-in-laws, she left the place where she had been living and sat out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you the kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, we will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons? Who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. And even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and, they, and then gave birth to sons, they, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this, at this they wept aloud. Then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me but be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth had, was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. In these scriptures, we can see that Naomi was willing to release her daughter-in-laws. She was like, go back home to your family. Go back home. Worship your gods. Because, of course, they were foreigners, so... They worship, they wasn't worshiping our God, they were worshiping pagan gods, okay? But that's what they were taught. So she's like, go home. Ain't nothing else I could do for you. Leave me alone. I just want to wallow here in my pity. Bye. Go away. And Oprah was like, huh, I got life. See ya. I'm out. I'm going to go make me another husband, make me some kids. I'm out on you. No commitment whatsoever. She's like, I'm done. Your son died and I'm out. You know, she threw up her deuces. She's like, bye. Okay? But Ruth, she showed that commitment. She's like, I ain't leaving you. You have no one. You're old. You can't work. There's a famine in the land. And I ain't leaving you. She showed love and commitment. She... I see Oprah, she went into survival mode. 
She's like, I'm going to survive, survival of the fittest. I'm going to be the one to survive. I don't know about y'all, but I used to have that bad where I go into survival mode like, mm, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but me and mine, we're going over here, and I'm going to protect us, and this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're going to do. You know, Debbie was there. We were in Bahamas, and that, that whole trip went wild, haywire, and crazy, and I was like, uh, come on, Gerard. We're getting over here. We're going to do this, and we're going to do that. You know, survival mode would kick in for me, which was not God's way. It was my way. It wasn't God's survival way. It was my own flesh's way because I was raised where I had to survive, and I had to survive for me and my family, forget everybody else, just us. And God had to teach me that that's not the way. He's the way. His way. He is my survival. He is my survival. But I, I didn't have, I wasn't taught that, so I didn't know that. And when you know better, you do better. Amen? So, um, like I said, there only, Oprah was only thinking of herself, no commitment. She probably loved Naomi, but she loved herself more and was thinking only of herself. So, um, like I said, we have to be careful about self-preservation because the kingdom requ requires that we are not thinking of self-preservation and we are to become kingdom-minded. We're supposed to be kingdom-minded and kingdom surely ain't about self. It's not about us. It's about him and his will. We always have to See the bigger picture. When you're in self-preservation, you're only looking at this little small square. But in the kingdom, it's a great big, bigger than we could ever see. So we have to, our minds have to be not be in self-preservation. Now, as Ruth was committed to Naomi, she loved her. She made up her mind, and God touched her heart to be committed. God placed in her heart to lead and follow at the same time because she let her, her mother-in-law believe that she was leading, but really she was leading, but she followed. She just stayed back in the cut and did everything that her mother-in-law wanted her to do. She was, that's considered kingdom thinking. You got you to gotta have kingdom thinking. Even when Naomi tried to push her away, she stood her ground. She stood her ground. You know, and, 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 and that probably was, you know, you, you see Oprah was like, you ain't got to tell me twice. But she was like, no, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to help you. I'm going to show you the love that you are supposed to be shown. The commitment. She was committed to the journey that God had placed in front of her. She was committed to that. And she was committed to her mother-in-law. Sometimes that can be hard to be committed to your mother-in-law. Mm. It took me a few years to become um, a person that, that truly um, became committed to my mother-in-law. I'm going to keep it real. I didn't like her. She didn't like me. And we was old. I was cool with that. But God, as God began to change my heart, then he began to let her see me in a different light. You know, we, we, um, me and my husband's worlds are, were two different worlds. Um, we grew up differently. And so 
it took God to step in and fix that, you know? So, um, let's see. So, um, the Lord wants us to have that same commitment and love for him. That I'm not leaving you, no matter what, no matter what it looks like, Father. I will not turn away, Father. I won't go back. I can't go back, Father. No matter the seasons, I will trust in you. I'll travel the road that you placed before me, and that road may include some things that might make me sad. It might include some things that might make me uncomfortable, but I'm committed to you. I love you, Lord, because you love me first. That's the attitude that Ruth had. That's what she had. Ruth had that commitment in her heart. Now, I'd like for you to ask yourself today, am I committed to the Lord? Is my love for him what it should be? Or is it one-sided? Is it that he's given all the love and we're willing to take it, but not willing to give anything in return? No commitment to him and the kingdom. Showing him no love by not honoring the things that he has required of us to be or to be committed to here on earth. To bring his kingdom here to the earth. What is your commitment? How do you show God that your love runs deep for him? How do you show him that? How do you give back some of that love that he's given you? It's by commitment, right? Being committed to the things that he wants you to be committed to. Not the things that we choose to be committed to, but the things that he would like for us to be committed to. Bible study. Time with him. Not 10 minutes. He, you can keep the 10 minutes. He could care less about the 10 minutes, okay? He wants us to really buckle down and spend some time with him. Reading, worshiping, praising, prayer, and then silence. Just quiet. He don't want you talking. He wants to talk. But he can't talk if we got all this stuff going on in our mind. And if it's, oh, thank you, Lord, let me have you read, read this little scripture right here. Okay, I'm done. That's not commitment. We got, he's looking for real commitment. Whatever your calling is, whatever you, you desire, that, I mean, that he desires of you, he's looking for you to be in that 10 toes down, 100%, giving it your all, not half and half. I was giving half because I was so busy running and doing the things for my family, and I forgot about him. And he's like, okay, sit down. Have a seat, ma'am. <laughs> I was not happy about it. Um, but... I learned from it. Believe me, I learned and I heard from him. He talked to me. We communed a lot. So um, that was big because really I hadn't heard from him in a minute because I hadn't took the time to be committed, to give back the love that he gives me. He wants some of that back. He wants our love. And we can't just say, oh, I love you, Lord. No, our actions, actions is what he's looking for. Anybody can say, I love you. Anybody can say that. But what do your actions say? That's what matters to God, is being committed in him, to him. That, and I don't know, 
about you guys, but God has shown me that even in the presence of my enemies, he has prepared a table for me right in front of them. His love for me is so strong that it overwhelms me. It overtakes me, the things that he does. For him to prepare a table, you know, in the workplace, you ain't liked by everybody. Everybody don't like you. But God will politely make a table right in front of them, a big spread. And all they can do is look, you know. But that's the type of God we serve. And that's the type of love he has for us. When we love and show God that we are committed to his things, then he shows us that he's committed to us and our things. The word says that if we keep our eyes focused on him, that's all we have to do is keep our eyes focused on him. It's not even that hard. It's elementary. This is elementary stuff. If we keep our eyes focused on God, he does all the rest, all the other stuff to the side, to the left, to the right, behind us, because, you know, on your job, sometimes there's backstabbers, there's gossipers, there's all kind of stuff that you don't even know he's protecting you from because your face is focused on him, that focus. And it's hard sometimes. I don't know about anybody else, especially if, if, if I know that you're smiling, but for real, you just was in the office stabbing me. I, it's kind of hard for me to just be like, hey, you know, but God has been working on me. Like, you still got to love them. You still got to pray for them. Because if they don't see the, the God in you, how do you expect them to ever change? If you go to them and be like, mm, you know, or I'm good for I just don't see you. I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but having little kids. It taught me how to block stuff out because your kids would be screaming and crying and yelling. I'd act like mine weren't even in the room. I didn't hear, I didn't hear nothing. And I got good at that. So I can use that in the corporate America. When you're all doing all your stuff, I just, hmm, hmm. no. Either it's either that or you're going to get ghetto late show and you don't want to see her. So it's just better for me to just ignore you and stay focused on God because Galileo cannot come out. She probably won't have a job if she comes out. So we can't do that. But, and it's also helping that person. See, she can't get under my skin because you don't know who my daddy is, is what I tell him. You don't know who my daddy is. You don't have a clue. And I'm his daughter. And please believe, he got me. So whatever you try, it's not going to prosper. We, we have to understand that God is our shepherd. He is our rock. He is our defender. There is nothing that his love won't do for us. It is the greatest love that there ever could be is the love of God. He, it draws men unto the cross. His love is what draws men. His love is what we use to draw people unto him. His love conquers all things and being committed to him and his agenda, not our own. Love. Commitment. That's all. Love. Commitment. So I challenge you this week to ask yourself, how committed are you to God? And the relationship, and checking to see if the relationship is one-sided with him. See, for Ruth, she went from working the field to owning the field. 
She became the owner of the field because of her commitment and love. What is it that we're supposed to be owning? Ask yourself, what is it that we're supposed to be owning? Ask God, what is it, God, that I could be owning? What field am I supposed to be the owner of? Did I miss it? Because I had to ask him, did I miss it? Lord, did I miss it? Can I get a do-over? Because I, I need to be owning my field. Okay? So in closing, if you need to recommit your life to Christ today, make a new commitment to God, and tell him that you're committed and that you love him and that you want to be committed to whatever it is that he called you to, I offer the altar to you today. Um, online, if um, you need prayer, um, we are here and someone will call you back um, if you um, post your prayer in the chat. Um, and if there is any other things that you need prayer for, uh, we will be happy to pray with you today. Um, I am going to close us out in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless you and we thank you, God. We thank you that our hearts are open to being committed to you and your agenda to the kingdom. Father God, we are committed. We want to show you our love for you, Father God. We want to show you, Father God, that we love you, that our love for you runs deep, Father God. Father God, we want to do what is pleasing unto you and not ourselves, God. Help us to be more kingdom-minded, God. Help us to look like you, Father. Father, we thank you. We bless you, Father. I pray that the seeds that were planted, Father God, will be watered and grown. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen and amen.